How's it going, everybody? You are listening to the Famous Dead People podcast, the only podcast that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I am your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and on today's show, we have got broadcast journalist legend Walter Cronkite and the man behind the McDonald's franchise, Ray Kroc. If you like these performers, you got to check them out. Uh, Check out Ray Kroc. On Twitter, at John Bander. He also performs every Friday at 10 p.m. at the Magnet Theater on Premiere, the Improvised Musical. And if you want to check out Walter Cronkite, check him out on Twitter, at John B. Lerner. And uh, every Monday at 10 p.m. here on Radio for Brooklyn is his show, The Next Best Thing. If you want to check out all my stuff, it's at jarrettberenstein.com. New videos coming up on my YouTube and Instagram and Facebook every Tuesday at 10 o'clock in the morning. And uh, buy my book, The Kelly and Comedy Technique. It is out now, and it is hilarious. Rate and review the podcast. Tell your friends. Fresh eps every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. And don't forget to hit us up at famousdeadpeople.radiofreebrooklyn.org. I am serious. Send me more mail, guys. I want to hear from you. It's ready. So, for now, though, sit back, relax, and enjoy Ray Kroc and Walter Cronkite only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead It's time. Time to start the show. Famous dead people. People you know. Famous dead people. Famous dead people. The story stuck in the head. You're gonna hear awful from me, even though all these people are dead. My guests today on Famous Dead People are 20th century American broadcast journalist who anchored CBS Evening News for 19 years, Walter Cronkite. Thank you. Very happy to be here. And American fast food tycoon, the man behind the McDonald's franchise, Ray Kroc. Hey, how you doing there? Uh, Mr. Croc, Mr. Cronkite, thank you so much for joining us uh, here on Famous Dead yes, People. Thank you very much. Yep. Good Love them keys. to everyone. Uh, Crack, Cronkite. Let's start with you, uh, Walter Cronkite. So, sorry, let's start with you, uh, Ray Croc. Hey, it's, it's me over there. It's those K sounds that's getting me it's confused. all the same. Uh, so you, Ray Croc, are the man who made McDonald's the most successful fast food corporation in the world. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you were not the founder Nope. Of McDonald's. McDonald's was a small chain restaurant started by two McDonald's brothers. And in 1954, when you were 52 years old, you were a milkshake mixer salesman. Oh, yeah. And you delivered mixers to the San Bernardino McDonald's, and you became convinced that this restaurant chain had a huge potential. Is that right? That's exactly right. Okay. Yeah. So my first question is, what did oh, yeah. you see at this McDonald's? That had such an effect on you. Like, what were they doing? What did it look like? What? Why? Why did you? Sudden, why were you suddenly inspired to be like, this is the chain that I'm gonna spread across the globe? Oh, well, simple. First of all, I'm out there in California, right, San Bernardino, living that California lifestyle. I'm mixing milkshakes. I'm surfing my ass off. And I'm just sitting there, a product. You know, you you look at me. I'm all California. Um, you know. Sounds like it. Yep. Doing the drugs there. You're 52 years old. You go out to San Bernardino to sell milkshake mixers, uh-huh. and you just completely dive into the California lifestyle. I get deep into the culture, baby. <laughs> I'm cliff diving everything. I'm crashing cars on the PCH. Yeah. So it's Classic tough. California. So I crash my car, right? Right outside this restaurant, Big M. So I go out there. I see these two brothers there, right? The McDonald's brothers. And they're in there, and I'm, I, I, I start delivering uh, milk 
mixer. Milkshake mixer. Milkshake mixer, of course. <laughs> I got my powder saw there. I take those suitcases out of my out of my trunk, you know. They got the powders in there. So I go into this uh, thing. I say, you got milk? They say, yeah. And I look around for the first time. Now, I'm fully on acid, obviously. <laughs> so I'm my looking goodness. around. Every sing, everything in this... Everything in this entire restaurant is moving around. Beautiful, plus, there's beautiful girls there, you know, California. And I see these burgers, and they're flipping in air, but they're not stepping. They are just flipping <laughs> around and around, and I'm spinning around and around. It turns out, in my mind, I'm one of these burgers, and I'm flipping around. I look at that burger. I say, that burger's me. I'm that burger. So I said, this is me here. So I'm, and you know, you take my little fingies, right? <laughs> those are the fries. I look at my hands, they're made of fries. My God, what <laughs> a mind, story. Can I, do you mind if I interrupt you just one sure, second? Sure, sure thing. For this, uh, what is an incredible story about an acid trip that you were having it's fantastic. at the McDonald's. It's, it's It was divine intervention there. So you're dropping off these milkshake mixers at the McDonald's that you had sold them to. Yeah, by dropping off, you mean I crashed my car and I... But yeah, yeah so, no, exactly. oh no. so you just happened to have an order for the place that you crashed your car into? Is that what happened? Well, I had an order, yeah. Well, I had an order. To me, first of all, this was just some delivery, right? I met these two idiot brothers. They said, I said, I got a bunch of powder. You got milk? They said, yeah, you want to fight? I beat, <laughs> I beat oh, them man. both in a street fight. They didn't know. They thought I was some California bum. They didn't know I'm Oak Park, Illinois, born and mm -hmm. raised, baby. They look at you and they're like, this is just a Matthew McConaughey oh, yeah. stoner living on the beach. They're looking at me. What I, I thought when I saw you here. <laughs> yep. Exactly what I thought. Exactly. I'm a long-haired, mid-50s <laughs> surf bum. So I, I, you know, I really give them the old knockout punches. And then they say, all right, you could deliver powder to us. That's how so business were, was. Oh, sorry, this was powder. This was milkshake powder. I assumed it was the machines that you were selling. Oh. You say that you were selling like a, like a milkshake mix. Is that what like it was? Like a milkshake, yeah. You're Package just deal. Yeah, mm. exactly. Exactly. I get it. See, the powder's a lot easier to travel with. They got uh. machines. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> uh, they got machines. They don't got machines. Nah, I just, I, I you know... I dealt in dehydrated goods. Also, because sometimes I put on my acid tabs and uh, to have some flavor, you know, a flavor to my trip. It's like a little milkshake, a little, little, little taste of milkshake as it goes down. A milkshake for your mind, I call mm. it. What an advertisement for LSD. I like yes. that. Yes. Yeah, that's right. More people should do LSD, it's, I think. Well, yes. only if you want to be rich and famous. <laughs> and, and who doesn't want that? That's the way it is. If, uh, if you're a child... Don't do LSD, but Why if not? you're a consenting adult, then do LSD. But yes. if you're a child, go to McDonald's and know the whole thing was founded on, uh, on just some guy tripping his drug ass use. off. Yeah. Hard ass tripping. I was sweating so hard. But, so here's uh, my question. So yeah. does the trip ever uh, abate when you're at the McDonald's, or were you like tripping and you're like, this place is great, I gotta go? Like, did you? Where did you? Where did you come down? Oh, I came down uh, down on the cliffs. So I, uh, so no, I had a great time in there, right? And did you did you talk to McDonald's brothers about franchising while you were doing this trip, or was it later? Well, first, what I did was, oh, okay, yeah. So first, what I did was, I I ran out into the street. <laughs> I stopped the next car. I punched the guy who was in it. Threw him off a cliff. Took his car because remember, mine's crashed. <laughs> Drove down the coast. Back to the McDonald's brothers. 
I run up to them. They're in the middle of someone else's wedding. I grab them, <laughs> lift them up by my two hands, one each. You know, I got that that acid strength now. Mm. And I say, you got to let me buy into this. And they say, okay, okay, my cousin's getting married. Can you get out of here? I said, yeah, no problem, right? So I go down to the cliff and I, I start to surf. And that's where it starts to get uh, a little dark. Okay, so I'm... I'm having this. Uh, I'm having this attack, right? And uh, I look at myself in the water, and I'm this big purple mess. Oh, and dear. I have this look on my face. I think they call it a. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Uh, is it, it ego death that you're experiencing? Ego death. Well, yeah, it was just sort of ego death, right? But I'm a big purple mess, you know. And I have this bad look on my face. It's like I'm blanking in pain. Ooh. And I just, I can't think of the word right now. But then I get, uh, but then basically about, you know, 11, 12 hours later, I wake up on the beach. And I know. You're a businessman. I'm a businessman. <laughs> suddenly yeah. you're I a already business got two man. suitcases. Might as well be a businessman. I can't believe that you, were the one of the, cro the Crocs were at a wedding. Sorry, the McDonald's brothers were at a wedding. Yeah. Was it close to where the McDonald's was? Yeah, they yeah, because they were catering the wedding. Oh, that makes oh, sense. Yeah, oh, that I see. They were sense. catering their cousin's wedding. Yeah, so. it was a big wedding, trashy mm. wedding, honestly. <laughs> yeah, a big tent. That's I got a, in there easy, no security. <laughs> <laughs> That's an incredible story. I, I want to go over to Walter Crocker for just a moment, Dear. but obviously there's a lot more to dig uh, dig into there. Uh, with Ray Kroc. So, uh, Mr. Cronkite. Yes. Uh, you were called the most trusted man in America. You reported on some of the most pivotal moments in the 20th century. Uh, World War II, the Nuremberg trials, the Vietnam War, Watergate, the Iran hostage crisis, the assassinations of JFK, Martin Luther King, and John Lennon. Saw it all. You were known for your departing catchphrase, and that's the way it is. Is Indeed. that right? Oh, yes. I have to admit that to my contemporary ears that sounds a little odd to oh. finish a news report and say and that's the way it is it almost seems like i don't know is like passive aggressive maybe where you're just like i don't know that's that's the way it is what do you want me to do about it guys well i am you know? from the midwest okay and, uh, oh, passive aggressiveness I... is uh, something we excel in oh i see so like maybe that was just part of part of your uh, your dna at that point you exactly know? Like, well, yes my dna indeed and uh, you can like the news you can hate the news but the news is the news that's the way it is and there you go can you give us an example of like how you would use it in a broadcast like obviously it's at the end right but i want to know how it sounds where you like just delivered a story and then you use the phrase and then you sort of like sign off well, yes well uh, i could say uh, well there were no survivors on highway 29 all 18 people brutally brutally murdered <laughs> and another news there's a new mcdonald's opening up at the end of your block hey, right. and that's the way it is for october 29th 1980. now i gotta so it sounds a lot better when you say it after the mcdonald's thing but if you say it hey. like all 18 people died there were no survivors and that's the way it is well it just kind of feels like a a, a fuck off well, to America. Indeed. Like, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do you about got, it? You've discovered my secrets. Everyone mm. thought I was Mr. Nice Uncle Walter. All this garbage. Really, I was just totally hostile toward the American people <laughs> and struggling to read the teleprompter. Nobody could key into the fact. The first time I ever said that, actually, it was because I could not read the teleprompter. 
not good at reading over here, but also technical difficulties. I was pissed as hell. I really was about to <laughs> drunk, kill. Pissed drunk? Oh, you would not believe it. Oh, uh, I had I a few brawls in my days, and the guy who wrote the copy that night, I was trying to tell him that he was going to die, and that was the way it fucking was. Oh, my God. Yes, I can get angry. It's possible. Okay. So thank you. Wait, so so they just happened to be filming that at the end? It was during a broadcast. During a broadcast, you're drunk and... Not drunk, just losing my mind with anger. And threatening somebody. Yep. And and that's the way it is, kind of came out. Well, and the audience never would have known the difference. I see. Stupid people. Okay. Americans are stupid. (laughs) And that's the way it is. Absolutely. Now, oh, man, I, uh, first of all, I can't believe that two such uh, such incredible moments in history were both drug related. Yes. Uh, Ray Kroc getting involved in McDonald's and Walter Cronkite coming up with this famous departing cast- catchphrase. Um, also, you can't really argue after someone says that. And can that's you? the way it is. Yeah. Agree. I mean, you know, well, I, I know in my house, whenever we was watching the news, right? Uh, we and watching me, of And at time you say something, my dad immediately goes, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Right. He right. goes, this is not true. Or you can like Pizza Hut, and I can say, and the best pizza in the world is Domino's, and that's the way it is. What mm. are you going to do, argue? You look stupid. But that's, that's, that's the thing, is I feel like you're basically saying, what are you going to do to that's America? That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, well, right. I'm, I'm And I'm glad. the most trusted man in America. The most trusted man in America. I think it's probably because you were from the Midwest that people just didn't see... The, the malice in what you were doing. That's yeah, it. No rage. It's a you skill. Know, you know yeah. what, though? That's, a, that's what a good catchphrase should do. Hmm. Should tell you, like, that's how I feel. How do you feel? I don't care how you I feel about it. <laughs> For example, the original was, I'm loving it. And if you don't, you're a fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Indeed. So, you're talking about it for McDonald's, the commercial for McDonald's. For McDonald's, yeah. Shortened and... Uh, Shortened, you know. Yes, of course. Not, not my decision, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's in there if Attention you really look for it. Short. If the if you use the right tone, you understand what you mean when you say I'm loving it. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm loving it. You guys can go to hell. You guys can go die. That's right. Uh but obviously McDonald's had that famous catchphrase like over one hundred billion served, one million served. Uh-huh. You know, depending on when you go to the to the restaurant. Yeah, that one unfortunately had to change. I always wanted to be one million served, but that's it. Uh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. Apparently, it became a small number. I was <laughs> happy with one million. Hey, I have to ask a question here. This hey, is the right. journalist. Yeah, go right ahead. If you don't oh. mind. Oh, I mean, I, the head I couldn't. I couldn't help but notice you said "got milk" a few times. Uh-huh. Now that famously became a very famous campaign slogan. Mm-hmm. Did you get royalties for that? No, I got nothing for that. Well, that was a mistake. Wait, do you mean get got milk here today in the studio? You've been hearing that, or you just I, know did, that he I, said I, that I, throughout I, his life? Uh, I believe I heard him say it a oh, few times right, here today. Oh, that's right, because when you're talking about selling the powder, when you're I like, sacked the McDonald brothers, do you yeah, have milk? Got milk. Yeah, got milk. For this powder. <laughs> and I thought, hey, I've heard that before. Yeah. yeah. The milk company should have paid you. Ray Kroc coined Got Milk. What a renaissance man. I wish, hey, you know, I wish I saw the value of it at the time. I'm sorry. I For such a savvy businessman to let that catchphrase slip through your fingers, man, that is that is criminal negligence what, right what there. You know, I just, unfortunately, I'm fueled by so much... Uh, narcotics <laughs> and just pure aggression. Then right. I'm always moving forward, you know. Yes. You wanted to keep it as one million served because it was such a big number, but then it became a small number. Apparently, yeah. yeah. 
I didn't realize we were. Uh, I forget how many times I had uh, franchised the damn thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, we're serving a million people. Oh, that's good. That's pretty hey, impressive. I'm going to go home with my lunch pail. Yeah. You and remember then, when just having like $1 million was like, oh man, you're the richest person in the world. In the whole world. Oh, yeah. yeah. You have a million dollars? What else Holy could you money. need? What yeah. else yeah. could you need? Now they, apparently they give it away in a game show. <laughs> you know? They really do. All you got to do is answer a bunch of questions. If you're just joining us, this is famous. Is dead people on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are McDonald's franchise magnate Ray Kroc. Yeah, I get you. And broadcast journalist Walter Cronkite. And that's the way it is. Uh, now, last question for you, Walter Cronkite, before we move back over to Ray. Yes. Uh, did you have other catchphrase that you tried out? Did you have other departing lines that you were working on before you stumbled on this one? Well, it's funny you should ask that. My initial hope was to use a Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. Yes, and that's, uh, it really didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I would end the broadcast with, and, uh, you know, and gas prices will be going up to $3.19 starting tomorrow. A boom shakalaka. Mm. And it just, people did not respond well to How it. many episodes did you do that on before you? Uh, three. You, you did three? And, and I was going to do more, the but the program like, director. Walter, he, it's not. They said, Walter. People are not picking up on this. They said, no one knows what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> and I said, they'll just give it a minute, give it a chance. It'll, mm-hmm. it'll pick up. I really think, yeah, you're just ahead of your time there. I was very rageful the next day. That's when actually that's the way it is came about. I oh. think that Anderson Cooper Who? or uh, Rachel Maddow. The hell? Uh, <laughs> Who are these people? Just kidding. These are, yeah, no, these they are let fam- Brads do it now. Oh, <laughs> what a mistake. Uh, this is. I think that they could probably pull it off now. You uh, know, boom with, shakalaka. Yeah, boom shakalaka. You know, I just well, think that you were a little ahead of your time. If you if you started now and you be. did boom shakalaka, people would be like, Walter, we love it, man. Could Keep be. it. Could Print be. it. But if I were to see that, I would be hella pissed. Oh, if somebody yes. else did it. Yes. Of course. I stole my idea. You feel the way that uh, Ray feels about uh, the got milk council. Uh, indeed. Got in fact, milk. I'm angry for him right yeah. now. Well, I think Thank the three you. of us are all fucking I'm enraged. F- furious yeah. at the milk council. I can We're feel it. Also, totally loaded. <laughs> oh dear! Three of us. I yeah. thought I was hiding that. Uh, I Ray, got some old styles in me. Yeah, Ray. Uh, Ray showed up with a bunch of coke and uh, and uh, and crocs and uh, 40, 40s. And so we've just been. We were partying for about an hour before we started the show. We did full disclosure. Oh yes. Uh, so we are railed to the tits. Railed here to on the tits. Famous debut. Yeah, Ooh, that's that'd be another good departing <laughs> catchphrase. Yes, indeed. Yes. I'm Walter there Cronkite. were no survivors, and we're railed to the tits. Railed to the tits. Until next time. Next time. All right. Let's go back over to Ray Kroc for just a hey, moment. Here so, I am. Here's the you were born in 1902 in Oak Park, Illinois. All right. If you uh, say so. When you were 15 years old, you lied about your age so that you could become an ambulance driver during World War One. Oh, yeah. And oh. you end up driving an ambulance with a young Walt Disney. Is that right? That's right. Now, oh, do the two of you bitch. get along? A young Ray Kroc and a young Walt Disney driving ambulances together? Yeah, you know... We didn't get along so, so well. Mm-hmm. We had different ideas, you okay. know? So we're out there driving ambulances in uh, uh, France, you know? <laughs> so we're out there in France, and he's like, I got this idea for a mouse, right? Big ears, whatever. I'm trying to stitch a guy up. His <laughs> guts are out. Stupid. Yeah, this guy's got, you know, so me. <laughs> but then, you know, and I'm like, That's, he, this is this mouse, and he rides a steamboat. And I'm like, I don't care. We just rode a steamboat. Our steamboat blew up. That's how we landed in France. And he's like, yeah, but what if we was a mouse and then also just whistled a bunch? It's going to be big in 100 years. I think it's weird that a young Walt Disney, it feels like he didn't even say hi to you. It feels like you were like, hey, my name's Ray Kroc. 
I guess, driving this ambulance together, and he's like, how about a mouse that drives a steamboat? Oh, yeah. Is that what it was like? Basically, I mean, we got to know each other, but by day three, we were stuck in characters. Characters. Like, yeah, because I, you know, look, I was guilty, too. You know, <laughs> I assume so. I yeah, assume about so. 19, uh, 1918, you know, uh, uh, I started, once I tasted that mustard gas, I said, hmm, you know, this might be good <laughs> on, on something. And yeah, you know, we called them uh, meat circles at the time. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was like, this might, because we, you know, it was the army, so it's rations. We mm. were eating our meat circles, and I'm grabbing little handfuls of mustard gas out of the air. <laughs> Smacking them onto my patty and just saying, "Hey, you know what? This said something." And then people he's don't a- talk enough about how mustard gas is like delicious. Yes. It's if you don't breathe it, it's if if it's in your eyes and if it's in your lungs, that's a problem. Nah, but if you just grab yeah. some, thank and you. Put For it on crackers. Service. Put it on a pretzel. Yeah, it's usually hovering right above where you're. <laughs> Eating, you know, yes. you're at a picnic table that hovers right above, real nice. Mm-hmm. You don't want to stand up into it, but you grab a little, a little palm full, uh, you know, a little, a little uh, paw full of some mustard gas, and you you throw it on there. Now, of course, at this time, uh, uh, now Walt is trying to, you know, saw someone back. Disney, <laughs> just to be clear, Walt Disney, not me. No, yes. Wa- yes. oh yeah, mm-hmm. so many Walts, so yes. many cracks. This is a big. This too period many. in American history was just chock full of waltz. Too oh, many. yeah. There were too many waltz. And let me tell you, everybody everybody who was famous then, A, as we've established, yes. hired into drugs, <laughs> two, lying about their age to go to war. Mm-hmm. So, kids. <laughs> don't do drugs. But and don't go drive ambulances before you're an adult. Now, only if you want to be rich and famous. And successful. Perhaps among the most successful businessmen ever in America. All you got to do is lie so you could go drive <laughs> an ambulance in another country, get into the army. Well, and the moral of the of story that I'm taking is that Walt Disney was a selfish son of a bitch. Really? Yeah. That's you what know, you're taking away from that story? Yeah, that's I all mean, I got. Look, there was just one time where uh, uh-huh. Walt and I were, uh, you know, we were out trying to, you know, recover some uh, baddies. And I stepped on a deck, and I went. Wait, you uh, recover, recover some baddies? Baddies, ba- bodies, baddies, baddies, dead, dead baddies. I believe it's oh, dead bo- bodies, dead baddies. Yeah, <laughs> I what? got it. I got it. Can you not hear? No, he can't. it's all right. You have to listen. Midwest. Things are happening. That's my here. fault. That's my dead fault. Dead baddies. <laughs> That's my fault. And what happened? Then? The baddie of a dead soldier. All right. And you so stepped on a dog. We got these baddies. No, I stepped on a deck, and I went. A what? Oh my! <laughs> Which is my natural noise when I get hurt, and uh, he started scribbling furiously. He said, uh, "You know." He said, "Man, you looked really goofy when you stepped on that tag." He, did. he <laughs> said, "You look really goofy." Of course, as everyone knows, if you could see me, I have a real elongated face, big ears, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, typical Bucky. California surfer, <laughs> long, long snout, big Super ears, super long ears. So. And I said, shut up, you animal. Come back here. Mm. But he, he drew something with his pencil and uh, got really happy something. about it. Yeah, well, I don't know. So then you, obviously, you know, McDonald's has the famous clown. Ronald McDonald. Right. Yeah. It's got Hamburglar. It's yeah. got Grimace. You know, where, you know did you, he, were, were you guys ever like, you know, brainstorming character ideas together in that ambulance? A little bit. Basically what happened, uh, what happened with uh, Ronald McDonald is... Uh, 
You know how he looks? He's uh, red and yellow and white. Mm. Terrifying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. One day, I open up the uh, the back of the ambulance. All these body parts tumble out, right? Happen to tumble into the shape <laughs> of, a, uh, of a full human, total white skin, blood all around his mouth and on his nose. And then these small person but huge feet. And I, uh, and of course, mustard gas on him too. So, all oh, this it was terrible dead, but he's got vomit all over him. Kind of looks like a striped suit. Boy, <laughs> success was going to happen to you no matter what. Yeah, you know, it really hey, seems like the universe was shoving your face in exactly. this one. Exactly. In my mind, you just got to keep your eyes and ears open and, of course, lie about your age and do lots of drugs. And do lots of drugs. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank uh, you for your service. Again, fascinating story about such an iconic character. Let's go back over to uh, Walter Cronkite for just a moment. Good evening. Uh, so you began your career as a radio announcer for WKY in Oklahoma City in 1935. Indeed. Uh, you used the broadcast name Walter Wilcox, though, because yes. at the time, radio stations didn't want their announcers to use their real names for fear that they would take their listeners with them after they left. Was that really a problem, a big problem for radio stations Back huge. then, that people were so devoted to their broadcasters, they would follow them from station to station? Oh, huge problem. Wow, I just find that so hard yes. to believe. Uh, and, you know, I believe to this day, DJs come up with weird uh, aliases. Well, yeah, but I don't think that's because... Oh, that's exactly the radio... why it is. So, like, you know, um, like like Bow Wow and the, the douche. The douche. Like... They they came up with those not because they thought they would be fun. They had to. But because they had to. They were told to. I'm sure of it. I am sure of it. Okay. I wanted to go with uh, Dr. Draymond, <laughs> Dr. Draymond Green, <laughs> but uh, that didn't make sense. And I had no medical degree, so we went with uh, Walter Wilcox. Well, surely some people on the radio are using their real names, like Howard Stern, right? Who? Howard Stern, oh, yes. the radio guy? Yes, indeed. Well, my how times have changed. Mm, Agreed. They let, yeah, the, my, how, a good yeah, news they let the juice and the radio. <laughs> hey, oh boy. Oh, yes, yeah. indeed they do. Okay, Brats, Ray. Times juice. have changed, Ray. <laughs> Calm down. Uh, now, here's my question for you, Walter right. Cronkite. So, you know, obviously it would behoove you to hold on to a bunch of your listeners if you were to change radio station. Did, did you ever do anything to maybe try to clue your audience into who you really were and Maybe let them know if you were moving to a radio station so they could follow you despite not knowing what your real name was. You're a very astute young man. Mm -hmm. I would always talk about my good friend Kronkaiki. 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 Yes. Oh uh, as a, as Walter Wilcox, I would always tell my audience that I got my best ideas from old Kronkaiki. Mm. And uh, <laughs> love it. Does, Oh, no, up my what's the problem? Is I, there a problem it, here? It, it, so the problem, uh, yes. Mr. Cronkite, is yeah, that... Still is depressed. Am I doing is, something is wrong? Is that Kaiki uh, uh, oh. is sort of a... Kronkite. You could say that it was a derogatory term for well, a Jewish person. Oh, never. Like, so to say, How dare you're you? acting very Jewish. Someone well, might say you're acting very Kaiki. Oh, well, that's a terrible that person. extremely offensive. That is a terrible person. Yeah, that is yeah. not what I was Why thinking. Why would you say that? Well, I was you're a... saying Kronkite. Exactly, but... The end of it. Well, let's just tell you this. Times have changed, okay? <laughs> yes. My point was, when I would talk about my good friend, Mr. G Mr. Kronkaiki, now I'm very uh, uncomfortable. It doesn't get uh, any easier to uh, hear that. When I, when I would I talk gotta about say, it. I got to say, not to bring it back, but I'm loving it. <laughs> 
over there in bar dot bar bar bar. And that's the way it is. So uh, Why don't you I would just say Walter Cronkite from now on, and we'll know what you're talking well, about. No, we'll okay, know, okay. I'll just mean. say Cronkite. Yeah. I'll, no, yeah, Cronkite. Everyone Dude, no, gets... no, 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 Cronkite. Oh, oh dear. Cronkite with a T. The point is this: when I left the station, I mentioned that old, you know who, <laughs> would be uh, would be able would be caught on the airwaves somewhere else, and that was allowed. It was a loop around, a get around. If I was you, if I was a radio announcer from back then, I would have just said something like, "You might, you might think that I sound like, you know, Walter I, Wilcox." Uh, but I'm not him. But I'm not. You even know. though, and I mean, hey, you're probably sitting there at home thinking, this guy sounds exactly like Walter Wilcox. It's almost like he is Walter Wilcox. Uh, what a weird thing that would be, huh? But, uh, you know, obviously that's not true. Well, I couldn't did, take that chance. He did leave that radio station, and no, we don't know where he is no, now. No, he just fell off the face of the earth. He fell off the face of the earth. Indeed. But, I mean, I sound like him. Mm-hmm. I write the same news bulletins as him. Well, you know, you know I was. didn't you say... Well, I uh, did sports and everything, and my times changed, and so I had to change with the times. Mm, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of workarounds to the name thing, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I did not want to be found out. That's the problem. Wait, what I, happens if they find you out? What happens if they. If I they... could have been banned from the airwaves. Oh. No, non compete clauses. Can, can Telling your audience who you are, mm-hmm. encouraging them to jump with you to another station, could have got you banned from radio. Yes, indeed. Because well, that, I mean, is, that is an industry no no. That is. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah that, makes a lot of, that. that makes a lot of sense, because otherwise you could do what I was doing, you what? know, and just sort of like really tipping your hand to who you are. Oh, and, sure. You know, letting oh, your sure. audience know. Plus, it wasn't just uncool. I wanted to be, I was very cool. Mm-hmm. You gotta be cool. I needed a DJ name, and Wilcox was it. Uh, and you said that you were thinking about Dr. Draymond Green? That was it. Hey, good memory. Dr. Draymond Green. Were there any other uh, aliases that you were going for? Sheila. Sheila. <laughs> Sheila. Sheila, no last name, like Prince. Like Madonna. Madonna. Yes, Madonna. <laughs> like Madonna, Delilah. Janet, Cher, and Sheila, right? Wow. You're looking at them. You're yeah. looking at Sheila. Honestly, I think that would have been very refreshing if she had just been known as I Sheila. I was ahead of my time was... in that regard, and boy, Sheila was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> you created an imager. <laughs> well, no, yes, it was a yes. Tell me about uh, it. Well, we got to take a short break, uh, unfortunately, right. but uh, uh, we'll get into what Sheila looked like. Uh, right after the break, we'll be right back with Walter Cronkite and Ray Kroc on Famous Dead People. Stay with us. Hey, everybody. Just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars. Leave a comment. Tell your friends. All that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at FamousDeadPeople at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org if you want a specific Famous Dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us. Whatever we love hearing from fans. Uh, Also, check out my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now. It is hilarious. I hope that you will check that out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JarrettBarrenson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioForBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. 
Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are American fast food tycoon, the man behind the McDonald's franchise, Ray Kroc. Dead baddies. And 20th century American broadcast journalist who anchored the CBS Evening news for 19 years, Mr. Walter Cronkite. Good evening from Sheila. Uh, let's go back over to uh, Ray Kroc for just a moment. Uh, so, you know, your father made a fortune speculating on land in the 1920s, only to lose it all in the stock market crash of 1929. Uh, you were 27 years old at the time, but the Wikipedia doesn't say what you were doing at the time that your family lost all this money. Like, we know that before you started working with McDonald's Brothers, you were a salesman, uh, you sold paper cups, you sold milkshake mixers and and powder. Uh, you worked in real estate in Florida at some point, you played piano in bands at some point, but it doesn't say what you were doing when the stock market crashed and your father lost all his money. Can you tell us yeah. about that, how it affected you, what the consequences were then? Oh, of course, yeah. So my dad... Right, my father was uh, out there speculating on land. Now, remember, I told you, he's the kind of guy, sees the news, says, that's not true. That's not right? And we didn't have any kind of reassuring uh, uh, statements to say, actually, it is. Mm-hmm. I said that, and by the way, it's true. <laughs> Indeed. So so he's like, they're like, hey, this stock market may not uh, hold up too long. And he's like, that's not, well, that's not happening. <laughs> so they're like, uh, hey, Sell out, get get uh, get all, you know, keep your money safe. And he's like, we're not doing that. So he's, he goes deep into uh, land, big buildings. Mm-hmm. Uh, just he invested in the general concept of buildings, of uh, the economy and buildings. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you're just putting money in the economy. He's putting in money in economy. I believe the economy is going to do good, so I'm betting yeah. on the economy. There's a big box that said, uh, put money in here if you think banks will go up. <laughs> Didn't explain it. He uh. put a lot of money in there. Mm-hmm. And, right? for, and to be fair, people were making a killing on that box for a while. Oh, yeah. yeah, it yeah. Was, they were right, it's, right? The reason why it was such a horrible crash is because so many people were putting their money in, yeah. getting out double, sometimes triple. Hey, too many shareholders. Because banks were going up. Banks were going and up. then all of a sudden, they what went goes up must come down. That is that's uh, the way it is. That is the way it is. <laughs> yep. So yeah. So what were you doing at the time? So here's what I was doing, mm-hmm. right? So I was, I was, uh, I was hustling stickball around <laughs> the time. <laughs> You're hustling stickball. Yeah, Always was, a salesman. Yeah. So I was uh, around hustling the neighborhood kids, right? You know, I could lie about my age because I lied, said, "Hey, I'm." Uh, I'm uh, 21. Let me drive that ambulance, right? Yeah. So I already drove an ambulance. I stared dead in the eye. So uh, I saw a lot of good boys stay. And I thought, <laughs> there's a lot of unreturned capital, right? So I went back. And uh, now at this time, I'm 28, right? Something uh, like 28, that. 27. Yeah. 27, 28, right? I could look anywhere between 11 and 50 if I wanted. Oh, what a magician. Master of disguise. Again, I, I had no idea that this is one of your skills. A real well, renaissance man. I yeah, mean, honestly, you, you, like I said, my, uh, I, I came up with the idea of the clown back then, right? Mm, a Randall McDonald. And I saw he could masquerade around. As a lot of things, so mm. I was like, I was like, who knows who this guy he's is? He's a clown, but if you put a cowboy hat on him, he's a cowboy. Exactly. You put a, a weird sheriff, face paint, a off. sheriff's exactly. badge on him, he's a sheriff. With fireman's weird face paint on too, again. <laughs> yeah. Also, at the time, I was uh, stealing hamburgers, right? Of so, I'm sorry, you're so, stealing hamburgers. Yeah, I was stealing hamburgers. Uh, um, 
around. I put this little mask on, big hat, and no one could see because they're like, hey, uh, they're like Ray stealing hamburgers. They're like, Ray doesn't wear a hat. Can't be. Can't be Ray. And I said, little old me. Also, Ray is 11 years old, and this guy is clearly 45. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, Yeah. this guy's a (laughs) 48-year-old Hat wearing. back. Yeah. Yes, hat wearing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, so you're hustling the street kids so playing stickball. I'm hustling street kids playing stickball, right? Mm-hmm. I am. They're hitting like singles, doubles. I'm cranking out 19 homers a game, mm-hmm. right? So, um, you know, I'm doing all right, and uh, uh, you know, I'm just taking quarters, whatever they get, you know. Then, of course, for what? Uh, what, just taking their money. Yeah, taking their money. It. Oh yeah, taking oh. their money to have. Okay. So oh, I can. Okay. Well, look. <laughs> yes. No, I want their money. They have it. I want well, it. Naturally, okay. Oh, I get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's the same as looting a dead body in the air. Den. So not, not always yeah. a salesman. I, sometimes you're selling nothing. You're just taking the money. I get well, it. I get hey, it. Hey, I sell them on the idea. Hey, you could win this game. I'm a bit oh. of a huckster, you know, a mm. carnival guy. Yeah. I always love carnivals. Uh, because uh, weirdos go there. Uh, Your dad's making so much money doing real estate speculation, putting money in the bank box. Yes. It all comes back to that. Why were you doing all these hustles? Wouldn't you just think like, oh, you know, my dad's good, I'm good. Yeah, that's true. You know, a lot of kids, they think like, oh, my dad's rich, I'm going to do that. You know, I'm going to have all this money. I could speculate, whatever. Yeah, man, Uh, I, I suck. I saw young kids die everywhere for four years, <laughs> you know? I carried them around, and then I had this idiot telling me, like, hey, maybe there should be a girl mouse. And I'm like, oh. shut up, you idiot. The worst. Punched him right in the head. Hate them. Yep, yep, I terrible. I punched him so hard once he could only talk like a duck, like a, what we assumed a duck would talk like. Now talk about someone who didn't like the Jews. Oh, yeah. Oh, Walt right. Disney, that's yes. right. Only thing we got along. When everyone, oh. <laughs> Oh dear. We'd talk for hours. Well, you and Walt is. Disney, you'd be like, why don't we stop fighting about this mouse for just a second and talk about the Jews? Exactly. The Jewish Ooh. problem. The, the menace. Jewish question. The Jewish menace. Oh, How yeah. do you solve a question like a Jew? Oh, dear. <laughs> very, very yeah. sad, sad well, world. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, but not for the reason. I feel like we're having <laughs> right. a real hard time getting to the end of this story. Okay, I'm sorry. The market crashes. So, okay, yeah. So yeah. I just knew... That there was all this uncertainty about life. Mm. You could be fine one minute, grabbing gas to put on your sandwich, and then the next you're dead in a ditch and someone's mm. making a character out of you. So I knew it could all be taken away any minute. Plus, I knew those bankers were full of trash. So I'm, I'm, so okay. So yeah, I'm making a lot of money. And look, I walk by, I walk by this, uh, uh, I walk by this office. Two things happen, right? I walk by this. Uh, uh, <laughs> I walk by this Italian restaurant, and a meatball rolls out into the street. Oh boy! I pick it up. I bite it. I go, "Hey, that's a spicy meatball." I throw it away. Don't think about it. Gross. Anyway, then I walk by <laughs> this. Uh, I walk by this uh, guy. This Ray, I feel like we're not I, I, getting uh, to the end of the story of what happened so with the market crash. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I'm hustling for stickball, and then honestly, I just think. Uh, I buy myself a suitcase and a tie, and I say, Dad, I, uh, Father, I got to get out of here. So um, I uh, hitch on the back of a uh, uh, watermelon truck uh, and go as far as I can. And then... Um, that was it. Well, I started... Start- I, I saw some... Uh, uh, um, I saw a cow, 
and I dehydrated it. <laughs> and then I, uh, that's how I got into the milk powder business. Interesting. Started, yeah. Wow. That is that, is... It's all so simple. Yeah. It's all so simple <laughs> when you think about sense. it. Yeah. You're really connecting the dots for us there, Ray. I appreciate <laughs> You're that. You're welcome. Let's go back over to uh, uh, Walter Cronkite. Good evening. Just a moment. Happy to help. Uh, so the Wikipedia says uh, that while you were reporting on World War II, you were one of only eight journalists that was allowed to fly in bombing raids over Germany. And during one of those missions, you actually fired a machine gun at a German fighter. Is that right? Oh, you better believe I so did. I want to know everything about this. So I'm assuming that this was like you were in a plane shooting another plane because, yes. you know, picking up a machine gun on the ground, maybe shooting another soldier. Like, is that is that what it was? Were you yes. in a plane? Well, I was at this time the most trusted man in America. Already? Well, yes. Wow. When incredible. people meet me, they think. This guy is trustworthy. Yeah, people just giving you their wallets, just oh, yeah. being like, I can trust you with this. Well, they would, but I would I would never ask for that. I would never ask for that. I would ask for the guns. Mm, gotcha. I, wanted, I saw that gun, and I thought, holy monkey, <laughs> I've got to get my hands on that. I'll shoot those German menace scum. Boom shakalak. Boom shakalak. Exactly. That's the way it was, a shakalaka. Now, you're not a trained soldier at all. Well, you, you know. wouldn't know that, would you? We're in a plane. You're in a plane right now, uh, right? Yep. Okay, oh, so you're doing these bombing runs. There's enemy German planes flying all around. Uh-huh. Surely. I kept my cool. The actual people in the Air Force were busy also shooting at the planes, right? You would think so, but they actually were distracted. What were they distracted from? Well, there were some potato chips in that plane, and I think they must have been laced with something because they were just devouring those things. <laughs> so much so that I thought, hello, hello, is anyone going to shoot these German scum? Anybody? No, no one's going to shoot the German planes. You guys I, just busy eating these potato chips. Well, so I had to take matters into my own hands. So no one, none of the Air Force people, there. No, no one's shooting at the planes. I feel terrible revealing this mm -hmm. because I love America. That's okay. But I know boy, the value were, of a good potato. But boy, they were incompetent. <laughs> they were incompetent. Was this like a regular thing? You're, you're flying on all these bombing runs together. Were you Were you often having to say... Teach them how to be... To the airmen, like, yes. do your job. Like, and let me show you how. Do some fighting. If no one's going to do this... <laughs> I'll I'll pick it up. I'll take up the slack. Oh my god! Thank you very much. Would they sometimes fly bombing runs and then forget to drop the bombs on the German cities? All the time. Really? All the time. Unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Yeah, I can't. And uh, and yes, and they are very lucky that I kept my mouth shut about some of those things. And it it wasn't for them. It was for the country. You had to pick up a lot of the slack for these airmen. Oh, yes. What else did you do? I had to pick up their dry cleaning. <laughs> Can you believe that? Me, Walter Cronkite. Picking up dry cleaning. I but, find that less amazing, though. But also very generous. Like fighting the war for these guys, basically. To, yes, indeed. And I actually, there was one time, you're never going to believe this, but it's true, because that's the way it was. <laughs> I actually had to fly the plane. You flew the plane, too. Indeed. Was, Can you believe it? Was the plane already in the air, or were you like on the ground and nobody was taking off because they were just busy? Oh, it was already in the air. Sticking around. It gotcha. was in the air. Uh, in the air. Guy had a heart attack. Oh, wow. And all these other schmoes. Probably right? from all those chips. That's what it was. That had to be it. The cholesterol was through the roof. Very high cholesterol. And all these other schmoes, content. they didn't know how to fly a plane. And neither did I. <laughs> but I was the only one willing to figure it out. It took us three days to land. Three days because you were just like flying around. I couldn't land. I didn't know how to land. We ran out of gas. And then you did you landed. crash? Nope, landed. You landed yeah. with I no gas. Did. Because over those course of time, I read a manual on how to land, and I oh. figured it out. See, that's problem solving. Gotcha. If gotcha. you're doing a live broadcast and something goes wrong, you can't just be like, "Well, shit, 
Good night, folks. We'll see you tomorrow. You've mm-hmm. got to figure things out. you got to be resourceful and the way yes. that Walter Cronkite is Thank resourceful. You. Thank you. Good uh, common sense. Now, I wanted to ask you also about some of the shows that you worked on before you took over the main anchor desk. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn, and my guests today are broadcast journalist Walter Cronkite. Good evening. And McDonald's franchise magnate Ray Kroc. Little Malnati steep dish. <laughs> no idea. No idea. I know what that was. Oh, uh, so the, there were some. There were a couple of shows that you worked on before you started uh, anchoring the main desk at CBS. Sure. Uh, from 1953 to 1957, you hosted a CBS program called "You Are There," which reenacted historical events using the format of a news report. Is that right? Uh, indeed. And what okay. a what a common, clear cut name. Right? <laughs> you are there, and I am here. Gotcha. Okay. Can you give us an example of what that might have sounded like? So you would take. Things that happened in history, right? And you would sort of report on them. Were you reporting on them as though they were happening right now, or were yes. you saying like it was this, like a reenactment? You're like right. this just in. Yes, live uh, from Plymouth Rock. I'm Walter oh, Cronkite. Okay, yeah, let's hear. And it. here's a live from Plymouth Rock. I'm Walter Cronkite, and here comes the turkey. It looks like these two <laughs> folks are gonna have a beautiful dinner together. Oh God, they've cut the head off. They've murdered the turkey. What's gonna happen here? Us? Uh, oh. Oh, now they're cooking it. Oh, and live from Plymouth Rock, I'm Walter Cronkite, CBS News. And that's the way And it is. that's the way, not yet. I not like that. Oh, you didn't No, not, I don't, I'd never use that phrase on live on scene. Mm, gotcha. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Can you believe that? What a good report. I really, also really like the, how the character that you were playing there... Uh, was who, Walter who's, who's reporting there was like shocked by the idea of like killing it. Like it's well, never keep, been done. This before. was the first Thanksgiving. It was the first Thanksgiving, but surely humans had killed turkeys before and cooked them, right? Well, I'm an animal lover. Mm. I don't like seeing heads cut ah, off of any kind. Of a any great, kind. A great animal uh, activist, activist. Indeed. That is right. But no one knew that because I always played it down the middle. Play it straight. I know That's how to do Walter it. Cronkite. Uh, there was also a morning show. Uh, which inc- included segments where you would chat with a lion puppet that named, was horrible. named Charlemagne. You guys would discuss the news. Is that right? Uh, doesn't that sound like a horrible idea? It does sound like a horrible uh, idea. Did, that damn Fred Rogers was working at the station at the time. You oh, know who that is? Yes, yes. Yeah, I know yes, Mr. Yes, Reg. Mr. Me, it's him. Wait, I'm sorry. What would you say? Mr. Rogers. Mr. <laughs> Yes. Well, let me translate. Let me, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. That's and right. He thought he he was he assured the program manager that hey, talking to a puppet that'll be huge. Mm-hmm. He was right, I guess. It worked for him, but not for the goddamn news. What was so? Um, I'm trying to think of like the the smartest way to do this. Let's say not that not one. There isn't one. There is a horrible <laughs> so, idea. So let's say that like I'm the puppet. Oh, and oh sure. You're you. You're Walter Cronkite. Like, what sort of conversations would you have with this? Well, hello there, Charlemagne. Uh, was there any news today in Syria? Uh, there were a bunch of separatists. Oh, well, now wait. Stole all- I have to pause this. Okay. Uh, the the uh, Charlemagne's voice was way up here. It was very high. Was like, Ooh, I was about to say, it don't sound much like a lion. <laughs> yeah, a little cute little lion puppet talking about... That doesn't about- sound like a lion either, to it be was- like, Woo, hello. Can you imagine talking about a domestic, like. an act of domestic terrorism and have it reported by this dumbass lion by this puppet of a lion unbelievable Ooh, hello there. <laughs> i felt Walter ridiculous Gargis. i felt a bunch ri- of separatists are stealing children isn't that funny it was not funny wow yeah and i hated every minute it of it. sounds terrible and yet fred rogers became 
Fred Rogers. Yeah, the the concept sounds terrible. The execution sounds terrible. I am not surprised that this did not catch on. I, it was the worst experience of my life. Oh wow! Yeah. I, I did I did see a quote from your Wikipedia that says it was one of the favorite, the best things you ever did. But oh, obviously that was spin uh, at the time. Yeah, I didn't you know, want to lose my job. Career. You didn't want to burn any bridges. Right. See, that's the way it was back then. That's the way it is. Yeah, here it, it was. Is whatever. Uh, let's go back over to Ray Crocker just a moment. So uh, let's let's skip over to 1954. Hey, all right, you... when I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Something smells weird. Are those french fries you have here? Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Ray has brought some. in cocaine, 40s, and a bunch of fries for us all to enjoy. It smells delicious. Sorry. I have a good day. Yeah. Air bestos around. Yeah, we're going to enjoy some of these. For something? Oh, yeah. I hope this is original recipe with the beef marrow, because that was gross. Mwah, well, that was delicious. Yeah, original recipe, but also a little special uh, a special seasoning. If a little you don't LSD? Yeah. Little, uh, hey, I won't sky. say nothing, but uh, yes, exactly. Lucy in All the right. sky. Can't wait. I mean, let's just keep this party going, guys. Yeah. All right, I'm already fucking... Lucy in the fray. Tits eh? to the rails, as we say. Uh, okay, so 1954, you link up with the McDonald's brothers. There is an apocryphal story about you... Calling up your old friend Walt Disney about getting a McDonald's into Disneyland, and he tells you that he'll only do it if he can raise the price on the French fries from ten cents to fifteen cents. Of course. And you say, <laughs> Jesus, Walter. No, no, no. So I, there's nothing to do it. with what you think. It's just I knew him. He <laughs> yep. was a he was a of money grubbing. Of know. course. Yep. yep. Uh, so he's and so you say absolutely not. I refuse to extort our loyal customers like that, and Disneyland opens henceforth without a McDonald's. But a lot of people who, who they, they say that the story is inaccurate at best or completely made up at worst. So can you tell us the real story? Did you try to get a McDonald's into Disneyland? Was there an altercation between you and Walt Disney uh, that, that ended up there being no McDonald's at Disneyland? Uh, here's the truth. Yes, there was. Now, it didn't happen exactly like it was reported. Obviously, the word Jew was thrown around a lot. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, my. You know, we're him trying to raise the price, you know. Right Not what I was getting was at, being, just to be clear. No, that's exactly what you, I was getting that's at. That's the crock. Mm -hmm. That's the crock, not the conkite. Yeah, mm -hmm. nope. But I'm just trying to be accurate for you. So that first of all, that word flew no less than 200, 250 <laughs> times. Anyway, the point being, yeah, I tried to get one. He opened this big theme park, right? Got the little do I know. He's using that that voice that I punched him in uh, as uh, Donald Duck, right? Mm -hmm. Goofy is me stepping on the damn tag mm -hmm. in the middle of the battlefield. And then there's those mice. He's got the Mickey Mouse and the Minnie Mouse. So I see them all around. I say, hey, you got rich off me, Walt. I want one of my damn burger joints right in the middle of your thing. It better be in the castle. It should be the <laughs> castle. Right? There should be a moat around it. I want everything. So, so it, uh, you know, that's my nice. That's Chicago nice. Mm -hmm. Right? So, But you would not raise the prices. No. Mm. I said, we are going to charge 10 cents we're gonna charge 10 cents for french fries the way that we do at every one of my yeah, stores i said 10 cents for fries net 15 cents he said 50 uh, we gotta do 15 cents because i'm gonna build you a castle <laughs> <laughs> i said not a word you damn and then that and you oh, called him a jew he, he, was about, but he wasn't one he hate, okay, <laughs> right i know well he hated them i get it i and, said that's the worst I, insult oh, he could have done. Right. Sorry. Let I me, see. I'm sorry. I apologize. You're right. I used it in the noun form. What I did say was, why are you trying to us 
oh, your dear. customers oh, no. by uh, charging 15 cents on his thing. Yeah, you're right. My noun verb usage was wrong there. It was a different time. It was a different time. Uh, I'm not sure not, that it matters in this, this case, This was though. not hey, unusual at was, the time. It was Dear a different Lord. time. Now it's just a noun. Used to be a verb, though. <laughs> so, so anyway, so me and Walt, all right, so I tell him this. I say, we're having di- discussions, right? I say, all right, you meet me at the, <laughs> you meet me uh-huh. at the top of a hill at midnight, all right? Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. go up top of this big hill. And uh, we both dress up in our old uh, army uniforms. Sounds very romantic. Yeah. No, it does sound romantic, yeah. And we have a little wrestling match like we used to do when we was in the van. Ooh. And I say, if I win, you put one of my burger joints right in the middle there. We charge 10 cents for fries. No more. He said, if I win... <laughs> You kiss your hand. (laughs) You kiss me. Right? I said, What? I said, I thought this was about 15 cents. He said, No, no, you plant me a big kiss right on my lips. Breaking news about Walt Disney. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Nothing he wanted more than a big kiss from Ray Kroc. He wanted a big kiss. He told me, I've been thinking about you since we was in the ambulance. Oh, dear. All the time. Yeah. Uh, So, all right. So then. The prize, the wrestling, prize. Wrestling match. So in the wrestling match, right? Okay. The wrestling match, we get into it. We're going at it, each other because we both want what we want, you know. <laughs> I want dead set fries because I love my customers. Big fat slabs that they are. I want the grease dripping down. There's beef all over everything. Of course. They're basically meat sticks, but nobody knows back then. So... I'm really trying to grab him, throw him around. He wants a big kiss. He keeps trying to kiss me in the middle of the thing, uh, in the middle of it, and I keep pushing him away. He's got a big, strong grip. So he picks me up, body slams me Ooh. like uh, like Andre, like Hogan with Andre the Giant, uh, as I've been told. Yes. So then, <laughs> then he lines me up, right? He's going to do the people's elbow. <laughs> So he runs to one side of the hill, runs to the other side of the hill, and he lines up for this big elbow. And then he... Could you just tell us who won the fight? Okay. (laughs) You want to know? All right, here's what... I need to hear every blow-by-blow of this wrestling match. Anyway, the people's elbow was... All right, so uh, the end of the fight was we ended up... I rolled out of the way down the hill, and then he tried to chase me, and he fell, and we both rolled... And onto ramps that shot us back. Who won the fight? Into our different places. <laughs> it was a draw. Oh. It ended in a draw. And that's he the way it a, was. He didn't, yep. He didn't get, I didn't get my re- restaurant. He didn't get his kiss. And we both went on our ways. Oh, that is a shame. You really shouldn't have put those ramps there that would take you back to your respective locations. It seemed like a good idea. It seemed like a good idea. Because then after the fight is over, then amicably we go down. Let's just roll back to our places. It all works out in the end. Yep. Uh, We are uh, running out of time here on Famous Dead People. Uh, Because somebody. (laughs) Let's go over to Walter Cronkite for a moment. Good evening. One of the most famous things from your. from your career was obviously you're covering the JFK assassination. Uh, and so I want to go over what happened uh, on that day. So I read in the Wikipedia, you were standing at the wire machine in the CBS newsroom at 1.30 p.m. when the bulletin arrived uh, that JFK had been shot. Was that normal for you to be just hanging out in the wire room, just waiting for news to be sent over in the middle of the day like that? Always. 
Okay. Always, I was always on the ready. Because you gotta, you gotta be collecting all the news for what you're gonna say that night. And a new, yes, and a nightly news broadcast. Hey, slow day for news. You gotta come up with something. You gotta come up with something. Yes. You got all the stuff. I here. was there. I was ready. Gotcha. So now this thing comes in, mm-hmm. and you're not thinking like I'm just gonna save this for you know the nightly news. No. You know I gotta get this out immediately. People might want to know this. Yeah. They want to know the president was assassinated. Well, we didn't know right away. We knew yes. he was shot. We knew he was shot. Indeed. Yes. So now I read that the camera wasn't ready to shoot you when and you first put the bullet in out. So they just recorded some audio of you saying the what bulletin. happened. It sounded like you just said I put a yeah. bullet out. <laughs> I didn't kill anybody. Yes, that's correct. And of course, it made me rageful. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so what was going on with the camera? Like, why wasn't it ready? Why, why did they not have it prepped for you to shoot something? They had it ready. Frank. Frank was the cameraman. This guy named Frank. Totally incompetent. Okay. He pressed the wrong button and it over gave it a surge, a power surge, cracked the lens. Oh my God. On all days. They of all... should not put that button on cameras I, right. that surges them. And I then know. The, lens. the oversearch button. And just in case <laughs> something happens where you need to immediately kill the camera. And he did it. And of, of all days, Frank, of all days, mm, at 1 yeah. 30 p.m. Okay, so then you record this audio, mm-hmm. and you're kind of cutting in and out of the soap opera as the world turns. Uh, do you know what was going on, like in the world of as the world turns, when you were interrupting? Uh, like, were you a fan of the show? Like, did you know? Like, couldn't get enough of it. So you, so couldn't. you're like, I know I'm interrupting. We're gonna find out who Caitlin's gonna be marrying or whatever. All right, Caitlin you know? was getting married that day. Oh, she was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. You must be that a was, fan as well. That was a shot in the dark. I was yeah. actually very irritated. Because I had to get these news reports, and it was in the middle of As the World Turns, and it was like, can this not wait? Can this not wait? <laughs> I was, yes. And that's the, actually a secret of the business. I People thought I was getting emotional about what I was reporting. Mm-hmm. I was just having a terrible day. My, I mean, I was not watching my shows. Frank <laughs> so screws up the camera. So you getting choked up when you announced that he had died. Yes. That was really about how... I had just had a terrible day. You didn't know what was happening with Caitlin. I, I didn't know what was happening with Caitlin. Frank's <laughs> fucking my news broadcast up. Why is everyone out to get me? I just lost it. It uh, just when, happened to go well with what I was saying, too. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I'm not for, when did you shoot him? I didn't shoot anybody, <laughs> please. Put, it said You said you put the bullet in. I know. I took the bullet no, in. You didn't put the bullet in. A bullet in is like an announcement. Like, do, 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 like do, no, do. I'm announcing I put a bullet in. No. You, come on now, Ray Kroc. <laughs> you know better than this. We have got like a minute left, so I have to ask one final question to Ray Kroc before we cut. Good. I got a 20-minute uh, answer. Now, you wanted uh, to keep McDonald's as like, sort of like a, a place where nice, clean people would go. Yep. This is not me Definitely saying. Definitely not how it turned out. Exactly. Yeah. You <laughs> said you didn't want poor people there. Uh, there's a quote for you about, you say, burger joints are typically nothing but jukeboxes, pay phones, smoking rooms, and guys in leather jackets. I wouldn't take my wife to such a place. You wouldn't take your wife there either. Is that So the burger joints were like dive bars at the time, right? Yes. And you wanted McDonald's right. to be different. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Now, my question is, why did you include pay phones in that list of things that you find in dive bars? There's nothing like nefarious about a pay phone, right? Pay phones oh. are everywhere. Oh, yeah, there is. What is? No, no. Oh, yeah. Explain because we got thirty seconds left. All right. So what's what's so was were payphones like a bad thing back then? Well, they were in those bags. So you always go into those bags to shoot drugs oh, or to yeah. uh, to to have promiscuous sex with each other. Promiscuous sex with yeah. each other. God knows I know that. One uh-huh. hundred gotcha. sex. That's what you would always call. <laughs>
Uh-huh. Yeah. So just back then, it was like you're either using your your phone in your office or your home, or you're a no good dick. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we got to the we got to the end of that. Are you upset with what happened, at McDonald's? Like now, there's poor people there all the time, basically. Yeah. Only. And you know who else? Mm. You know <laughs> who. Yeah. Uh, Walter Cronkite, he's there. Hey, oh, hey, that's right. So, my name is Jared Barron. Just want to remind everybody. Uh, unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for this week's episode of Famous Dead People. I would like to thank my guests, Ray Kroc and Walter Cronkite, for joining me in the studio today. Last question. Do either of you have any like comedy shows or Twitter accounts or anything that you're really big fans of that you want to tell people about? Uh, Ray Kroc, anything you want to tell people about? You know, I sure do. Uh, despite what I said earlier, there's this great one of them named Jam Bander, and he does these. Uh, <laughs> That's a great one of them. Yep. <laughs> restaurant tours. <laughs> restaurant tours. Yeah, a fine restaurant magnate named Jam Bander, and uh, he's got a, a, a Twitter at Jam Bander, and uh, he plays premiere the improvised musical Friday 10 p.m. at the Magnet Theater. All right, and uh, and Walter Cronkite, hey. anything you want to tell people about? Oh, sure. The uh, great news broadcast right here on uh, Radio Free Brooklyn every Monday night from 10 until midnight. It's called The Next Best Thing. It is hosted by Jonathan B. Lerner. You can follow him on Twitter. The handle is J-O-N-B as in boy L-E-R-N-E-R, and that's the way it is. Check out those shows. Uh, all my stuff is up at JaredBarenstein.com. If you listen to this on the radio, find the podcast. All the old episodes are there. Rate and review. Also subscribe to my YouTube channel. I got new videos coming out every Tuesday. If you have any questions you'd like to ask your favorite dead person, please email that to us at famousdeadpeopleatradyforbrooklyn.org. We'll try to have them on as soon as we can. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, just as- I'm in the action here. <laughs> yeah, there. So, okay, here I am. Docking. So I'm hanging a Louie on uh, Addison, right? That's perfect. That's okay. perfect. Welcome back to Radio Free Brooklyn uh, and Famous Dead People. Jesus, I can't believe this. I have done this a thousand times, and I just fucked up my own intro. So I'm going to start it again. Mm-hmm. It happens. It's 9-11. <laughs> Happy 9-11, everybody. <laughs> Thank you.